0: Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tanaguzi and this is Edmonton's podcast on Canada's podcast network. Joining me today is Mike Anderson, president of Trickstar. Thanks for joining us uh, today, Mike. Oh, thanks for having me, Mario. Let's start. Uh, let's start. Uh, I guess by talking a, a bit about Trickstar and and what it is that uh, you guys do.
1: Yeah, so we produce live events and concerts and festivals, you know. So we're in the business of bringing people together and bringing joy into their lives through music, through comedy, through speakers. So, you know, we're we're the fun guys. <laughs> Tell me how it all got started. Ah, uh, it, it started 25 years ago. I was going to college at the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. It's just a you know 18 year old student uh, minding his own business, and then got roped into being a class. Class rep uh, for the Business Administration Society. Then all of a sudden I started planning their parties. And um, next thing I know, I was the VP of Campus Life for the whole school (laughs) doing all their events. So,
0: And how long ago was that? When did you start this?
1: Uh, that was 1996, I, uh, doing it at school. And then, uh, you know, uh, once I graduated, uh, they hired me full time at the school to be their entertainment and marketing manager. So I did that for a number of years. And then in 2005, I started my company, Trickstar Productions. Uh, you know, there was a big need in the market to bring high high caliber events Uh to the market and having um, qualified people to bring that to them and do it in a safe way and
0: entertaining way at the same time. Tell me some of the, uh, give me some examples of what you've uh, put on. Uh, you know, some of the events we've put on in the past,
1: you know, I started uh, my journey uh, producing a, a college party called Ookfest. Uh, so uh, our, our our mascot was the Uppic Owl, so we created a little festival. So it started off with fifteen hundred people. We paid Nickelback a couple hundred dollars. Had orange, snow, had orange snow fence. Uh, sold beer out the back of a car, back of a truck, and then, you know, it, it eventually grew to three stages, twenty bands, eighteen or eight thousand students attending. So it became one of the biggest campus parties in all of Canada. And then, you know, as my journey continued, you know, we've been a part of the Big Valley Jamboree. We've been a part of Great Cop Festival. We've been uh part of uh Klondike Days uh soundtrack music festival uh to tourism activations down in Drumheller uh working with the Badlands Amphitheater there bringing entertainment to uh, some of their um slower times so you, you know it's uh, we we've done it all from uh big concerts to uh you, you know helping Red Bull uh Crash Dice uh, do their activation so <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's the biggest concert you think it
1: done uh, the big Valley Jamboree by far is the biggest, uh, you, you know, you're talking about a hundred thousand people over a weekend and some of the biggest names in country music. So, you know, that, that was great, but, you know, setting an event up like that is setting up an infrastructure for an entire city in a field. So it had, it was, had its own fire department, its own police department, its own wow. sanitation services. So it, 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 had to operate as its own, um, City Entity, because if something were to happen in the city of Camrose, uh during the event, uh you know it had to be self sufficient so you know people ask us, oh, why does it take you all year to plan an event like that because you know it, it, it's a massive undertaking to house wow. twenty five thousand people a day in a safe manner so
0: okay, is there something you haven't done that you want to do
1: well <laughs> well, well, the thing I always wanted to do was uh was a big large outdoor comedy festival and you know we launched that last year so I don't know if there's much much left that we can do so okay and where's that uh so, so it started off in Edmonton as called the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival so it started off as uh, you, you know we, we did a lot of country we did a lot of rock and roll music we've done a lot of 90s throwback, but there was nothing to celebrate. The comedian as a big rock star on a big yeah. stage outdoors. So we so we created this brand, and you know we were going to launch it before the pandemic hit. But it, uh, the pandemic gave us the opportunity to fine um, fine tune the whole experience, and, and we yeah. launched it last year in Edmonton, and now it's uh, come. We're about to launch it in two weeks, and it's going to come to Edmonton and Calgary uh, for 2022, and then we're looking to expand across the country after that. So.
0: Okay. Super then. You know, when you look at uh, this industry, obviously, uh, maybe talk a little bit, uh, Mike, about the pandemic and the impact that's had. You basically had to shut down for a while, uh, I I presume?
1: Yeah, yeah. The the initial shutdown was for 18 months. Uh, You you know, that was really tough to, uh, you know, not just financially, but the purpose, you, you know, we lost our purpose for a while, but that didn't stop us. You know, a lot of companies in our industry, uh, laid off everybody and went silent. And what we did was we kept everybody employed and we started planning events on what does an event look like coming out of the pandemic? How are people going to feel safe attending an event? Um, and, and you, know, we, we, bet on that and, and we won that bet. And, you know, we were one of the first, Organizations in all of Canada to come out of the pandemic and host a major festival last summer. So we put together an event called Together Again, and also the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival, which ended up being at the North Northland Old, old Northlands Racetrack. We tried to find the biggest yeah. footprint we could to, you know, accommodate social distancing. So when we reinvented the whole event experience, we noticed there's a couple couple things that we needed to figure out. How are we going to keep people apart from each other? And yeah. what are some of the biggest touch points? And some of the biggest touch points were the merchandise tent and then also the bar lineup. So, mm-hmm. so you know, as we worked through the whole process, we, uh, we figured out, the best way to keep everybody separate is if we give people a place to sit and and be six feet apart from each other. So we went to Costco. Uh, They were a great partner, and we bought every table in Costco coast to coast. We bought 1,400 tables. (laughs) So so we placed these tables in the field. They're six feet apart from each other, and they all had a barcode on them. And these barcodes were geotagged. So when people took their cell phone, they scanned it. They're able to put their drink order in, the merchandise order, put their credit card information in, and four minutes later their their order arrived at their table. Wow. So people didn't have to wait in line for 30 minutes for a drink. They didn't have to wait in line for 45 minutes for their band t-shirt. It all just came to them and it it changed the experience where people want that VIP experience. So that was yeah. their biggest feedback was well once COVID's over, this can't go away. We, we don't want to see a show any other way. So we were making, so we were making plans to sell these tables after last summer's events. And so what we did was we, you know, we listened to what the people wanted and we were, we're doing a bit of a hybrid of that this coming year, and we're making the announcement tomorrow about our Together Again concert series. Is you know people want that VIP experience, but they also want the option to maybe go and you know stand in front of the stage the way they used to. So you know, hopefully that um, the worst of COVID's over, and we can start finding some normalcy this summer that you, you know you can start choosing your own adventure. In a sense, you know, do you want the VIP experience at your table with your cohorts or do you want to, you know, go rock out to your favorite band at the front of the stage? So
0: do you you think people are just like absolutely craving experiences like that now, especially after going through what they've gone through for the last two years?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like when we launched last summer, like people like we, you know, we did more business in one week than we did in some years most years you know so that that just told us there was just this craving for entertainment and and, you know with us being locked down again for the last six months uh, you know I, I you know I think people take for granted of you know the ability to go and Hang out with their friends, you know, meet up, watch their favorite band or their favorite comedian and, uh, you know, bring back that joy to their life that, that that's that been missing. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have gone through some really tough times uh, these last two years. And, you know, we want to be able to be the, you know. The group that helps make that connection again and, yeah. you know, br- bring happiness and be part of, you know, bringing, uh, you know, positivity to people's mental health, and, yeah. you know, and their well-being, because, uh, you know, I-, I think we all need some good news and some and some joy brought back into our lives.
0: Most definitely. So, Mike, when you were uh, going to uh, Nate, uh, uh, what did you think you were going to become? <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> I ri- originally i wanted to take
1: radio and television but they told me my mark sucked so so i took so i took business because my mom said i needed to take something or she was going to kick me out of the house so i you know so i, I went to college blind uh just uh you know just you know, taking studies and, and, you know, a career found me accidentally, I, I stumbled across it and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful for that, you know, so I've been doing what I love to do since I've been 19 years old. So it's, um, uh, you know, I, have been really lucky, but you know, I, there's been some sacrifices. Like I was never able to go do that Europe trip or, mm-hmm. or, or travel the world or go backpacking. So, you know, I'm
0: hoping I could do that in my later years. All right. So what do you uh you like about being an entrepreneur? Oh, every day is different. Uh
1: yeah. you, you know, there's a lot of challenges, uh you know, and especially these last two years, you know, we, you know, we we lost, you know. of our business. So, you you know, I I think the positive, though, is that we survived it. And and looking back on how we survived it and how we did it as a team, you you know, know, it was was really remarkable. And to see all of our other friends who are entrepreneurs who went through similar situations, it's like, you know, it's... You know, it's quite remarkable that um, you know, we were able to get through this and you know, being told, you know, your business isn't viable. <laughs> you know, it you know, we need you to shut down. And yeah. and so that so that was tough, but that was rewarding. And uh and you know, I think why I got into business and why I continue to do what I do is, you know, we bring happiness to people. And mm. you know, it's uh you know, there there's no better feeling than being able to put a smile on someone's
0: face. So Mm. And on the flip side of things, what uh, what don't you like about being an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> these last two years, <laughs> you know, it's got it's that double edged sword. It's uh, you know, you're you're at the you're at the mercy of um, you know the market. Uh, you know, you know what's going on in the world, uh, people's attitudes, how are they feeling? Um, you know, if people are, you know are afraid and scared, uh, that translates into ticket sales. You know, if people aren't willing to go out, um, but, you know, if you could catch the momentum where you know, people are feeling good, they're encouraged, they, they, yeah. they've got steady income, you know, you know we're, we're a great catalyst to that as well.
0: You know, when you look at the, back at the last two years, uh, what do you think have been some of the most important lessons from a business standpoint you've learned uh, through this uh, challenging time? Uh, the biggest one patience (laughs) you know that you you
1: know i'm not a very patient person and so (laughs) so we we, the art of patience was very important because we couldn't start announcing things about the summer or even what's coming up this summer until people were ready to hear it um and you know hearing some good news from government officials and from the chief medical officers of, of the different provinces you know if if the temperature wasn't right and people weren't feeling like there was a light at the end of the tunnel, we would have just put things on sale and they wouldn't have sold. So being patient and, you know, we were ready to go with our events as soon as September, 2020. So we started planning April, 2020, and we were ready to go September, 2020. And we didn't launch until June, 2021. (laughs) So that that was a lot of patience to just hold on tight and, uh, you know, don't get distracted and, and make sure that, you know, we, we do things right because, you know, if the people don't feel safe and they don't feel the confidence in your product, um, they're not going to buy it. And that's how a lot of companies, you
0: know, so as a, as a yeah, exactly. Um, so as a, a, business owner and entrepreneur, uh, over the years, uh, you looked at anybody in particular as examples to follow, or, or uh, books they read or, um, you know where have you sought you know sought uh, for information and and yeah. inspiration about being an entrepreneur? Oh, probably my favorite book and it's the operating system of my business is
1: Traction by Geno Wickman. Uh, it's uh, just fantastic. Um, the the tools they have in one book and with with some of the videos that come that that come with it, we're, we were able to put some structure in our business and make everything flow and make sense and come back to you know, our core values and, and, and our processes. So, you know, it's a step-by-step almost toolkit on how to run a business. And then I think the other great resource I I was able to find was um, the entrepreneurs organization, EO. Uh, So I've been a part, I've been a part of EO for 10 years now. And, you know, I started off in their accelerator program um, and then graduated into their regular program. And, and, you know, being informed with other like-minded business owners and then taking, um, you know, taking up their mentorship program for the last five years has been, you know, amazing. You know, there's some great business people in this country and being able to tap into that and, and that knowledge and listening to not just the success stories, but also yeah. listening and, t- and doing the takeaways when things went wrong. And I think that gave me the tools to, you know, Get over the last two years was like okay. You listen to some of the stories of when oil crashed, and you, you know taking those lessons and how they relate to what's going on in my industry right now. We're you know it, it's
0: priceless <laughs> listening exactly. to yeah. exactly. So uh, you know you obviously have a pretty fun job. <laughs> yeah, <You> know, looking <laughs> from the outside, looking at a uh, fun job. So uh, do you do you manage, or are you able to attend every event that you put on? before before the pandemic i didn't i went to you know a, a, as much as i could
1: but i you know i kind of took for granted uh, some of the great things we were doing and and you know since we've launched out of the pandemic i've been to every single event <laughs> i've been there from start to finish uh-huh. 18 20 hours a day sometimes and uh, uh-huh. just enjoying every moment and then also going to other people's events and just and supporting them and you know making sure you know that the industry rallies around each other and supports each other as we come out of this. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm really blessed to, and I will never take for granted, uh, you know, sometimes there might be five events in a week and, you know, it's I'd rather go to an event than sit in my basement. And
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, you know, of the events of, of your own that you've uh, attended, uh, do you have a favorite? Of my own? Yeah. Uh, the great outdoors
1: comedy festival is my favorite and, and what we're about to launch is, you know, it's, it's going to blow people away. Um, you know, and I, I, I believe it's going to be the second biggest comedy property in, in in the country. So outside of just for laughs. So uh, I'm really excited for it. I'm a big comedian enthusiast. I've been, you know, I've been booking comedians for 25 years, um, just in a pub, at, at in college to casinos, to, uh, you know, now, now big festival stages. So, um, you know, the art form of being able to string words together with facial expressions and timing is, is quite an art to get a reaction of joy and laughter from people. So uh, I really respect that art form. And, uh, you
0: know, I, I, it's funny you mentioned just for last, because I'm, I'm on uh, the daily habit of watching it on my, on Facebook and uh, yeah. it's a few episodes here and there. And it's, Gives me a chuckle, man. I, th- I think you know that's that's thing, right? So we're, we're so craving laughter these days, but after what we've been through, so oh, uh, well, that'd be yeah. great. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do outside of uh, your business? Uh, what other interests do you have? Oh well, I, I stumbled
1: into a hobby about four or five years ago. Um, you know, I never ran before in my life. I started going to Orange Theory, and then um, I. I you know, I made a declaration that uh, it was in the middle of March that in August, I'm going to run a full marathon. And so I, yeah, so I never ran more than two kilometers in my life. And, you know, I spent 18 weeks training for a full marathon and I ran 42 kilometers. And, you know, um, where was that? It was in Edmonton, um, you know, uh, the Edmonton marathon. And, you know, that was probably the Hardest thing I've ever done in my life, and most rewarding outside of you know my company and being a parent. Uh, so, you know, it's amazing what the human body can do when you put your mind to it. And you know, I've not ran a full marathon since, but I love doing half marathons. It a really, you know, yeah. that, that that that's a new passion of mine is uh, you know going to travel to different cities uh, and and running and exploring, you know, what those cities have to offer. And I've got one coming up in Nashville. Uh, oh. So get get to mix a little business and pleasure uh with each other so i've got an office in nashville as well as the nashville rock and roll um, oh, marathon takes place in april so oh, wow. i'm looking forward to that
0: yeah oh, super yeah i i uh, used to as well uh, run marathons a long time ago though and uh, uh don't do any running anymore but uh yeah, yeah it was a period of my life there that uh, you know i i did calgary ottawa seattle and honolulu and uh but I found, uh, you know, out on by yourself, you know, outdoors and running. Uh, do you find you get a lot any inspiration doing that? Because I found that I always had thought million thoughts and ideas yeah. popping into my head. Yeah, it's you, you know you you become. Uh, Friends
1: with yourself because you're mm-hmm. out there for hours and hours training and running these marathons is like you have no one but yourself to be with and and, and those ideas and that energy flows and you know one of my favorite parts of it outside of the ideas that pop into your head is you know just exploring the beauty and the nature in the, uh, and the and as you know, connecting with, with with these areas. Like I fell in love with my city that I grew up in. That I had no idea parts of these cities existed in the river valley and these trails. It's a, it's quite remarkable um, what what running can connect you with. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I I'm I'm cherishing, cherishing these these last couple of years. Okay, super. Then uh, any other interests? my kids keep me pretty, uh, pretty, uh, active. So keeping up with, uh, three girls is, uh, you know, you know, is, uh, you know, rewarding and, and, and challenging at times. Uh, but you know, I, I love going to orange theory. I love, you know, I love traveling. So getting back, uh, and exploring the world, it's going to be important. Uh, yeah. So
0: how important do you think that is, uh, for, for, uh, people that, that own businesses to have that kind of balance and have other interests where they're not literally 24 seven you know focusing on uh, their job oh I think it's very important uh you know we
1: need it, it, it's hard to put your business on the shelf and yeah and 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 step away from it and you, you know even during during a tough day at work just being able to go to the gym and you know escaping for an hour is you know, what were problems before before running or before that workout are just kind of left left at the door, yeah. and and you kind of forget about it afterwards. And it's kind of a mind reset, and and so you know, if it's playing guitar, if it's playing a game of golf, if it's uh, you know going to see a movie, it's a it's 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 a timeout for our brains to really you know. <laughs> really concentrate on ourselves and, uh, you know, we, we all need a break and and our businesses will be waiting for us when we, when we come back. So. Uh.
0: Exactly. Well, thanks very much, uh, Mike, for joining us today.
1: Oh, well, thanks for having me, Mary. I really appreciate it.
0: All right. That was Mike Anderson, president of Trickstar. I'm Mario Tanegusi. This has been Edmonton's podcast on Canada's podcast network. Thanks for joining us today.